We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. back to another edition of the podcast. Uh, okay, so uh, let's dive right into it. It's going to be another quick one. Just trying to pound these out before I go to work. Uh, here's a bunch of stuff that I have uh, had on my phone forever. Uh, okay, so, um, oh, so uh, the my favorite, well, my favorite recent movie is the movie Lucy. And this is the one... Um, Oh, we were listening this week to more Scott Brady Loves You, a.k.a. Postmodern Jukebox. And uh, this is uh, his version of Seven Nation Army, originally done by uh, White Stripes. And, uh, of course, all of his versions are, you know, different than the original. So, anyway. um, So, uh, I... Oh, Lucy. So... Uh, Lucy, for those of you who have not seen it, uh, it is uh, Luc Besson, uh, the master director who did uh, one of my favorites, uh, The Fifth Element, and of course, you know, others, but The Fifth Element. Anyway, so I'm... You know, I I have been listening to Doug Love's movies, and they've been talking a lot about it, and I was like, wow, this is... uh, a lot of people who don't like this movie, Lucy. So I, I'll, I'll watch it. I mean, it's Luke Besson. I'll watch anything he does, but, you know, why not? Everyone knows about it. Yeah, from the Queen of England to the... So I loved it. I, I thought it was great. Um, it's very strange at the beginning, but it's amazing how uptight people get about the premise of this movie. Which is really strange because usually I'm the asshole who's like, yeah, this Brennan sucks. But uh, so the premise of the movie is that she accidentally ingests this stuff that makes you use 100% of your brain. You know, the premise being that uh, as humans, we only use 10% of our brain. It turns out that was a theory that they had, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, and the reality is, is that you, I guess you use all of your brain, you just don't use it all at the same time. I don't know. But people got real uptight about this. And I'm just like, you know, for most people, uh, like, it was such a weird sea change, right? Like, all, all the people that I've ever talked to about movies that I didn't like or had issue with, they're like, you know, I just like to go into a movie and turn my brain off. I mean, I just don't need to be... I mean, look, a spaceship can go ten times the speed of light, you know, whatever. Anyway, so uh, I I just thought it was weird. So what was... So based on that, um, it really made me realize just how people could just you know, sort of give up on a thing just for the slightest of reasons. Uh, I, I feel like this one's a pretty slight reason 
Although, I don't know. I mean, I give the movie uh, Looper quite a bit of shit, and I don't know if it's that much more involved. But anyway, so the TV series Daredevil comes out, and he is not in costume throughout most of that show. And it was a really smart move because nobody gets up your ass faster than a comic book fan. Holy cow, if, they, if you're doing something in a comic book thing that isn't the letter of the comic book, they'll just flip their shit. So it was really smart that they delayed Daredevil getting into the costume. Because if any one thing was wrong with the costume, people would just throw their hands up and be like, well, this sucks, I'm out of here. Um, so uh, what they did was they made you love the show first. And then once you're good and invested in the show, they're like, okay, here's the suit. And so like, uh, I'm sure there were a lot of people who were like, oh, I want to hate this show, but I can't. Oh, yeah, this is a little uh, more. This is more more Scott Brady, uh, Postmodern Jukebox, and this is their version of uh, My Heart Will Go On, the love theme to another real piece of shit movie, Titanic. So uh, I know that the idea... So I know that the idea of like, oh, bro, 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 Sif, bro, ham, bro, chief, uh, if they did this in a movie, you would say, no, that's a little too much. Because that's what I do. I sit there in the movies and do that all the time. So um, in, in uh, one of those moments, um, we had, uh, so... Um, it's uh i'm trying to figure out how much to tell about this but anyway so um it was me and the girl and we had given the spare key to somebody else and um i went out to do something can't remember what and oh i remember (laughs) see now i'm ruining the story uh and the girl for whatever reason was going through this phase where she wanted to listen to uh her tablet uh, with headphones on. All right, don't don't know why, but I was like, okay, here's your headphones, plug them in. I went out. Um, we have a sliding glass door where the latch is a little sticky, and so it doesn't always go up all the way. It doesn't always go down all the way. Basically, I go out. I slam the sliding glass door. It locks behind me. I'm pounding on the sliding glass door. I moved to the other sliding glass door. I'm pounding on that. The girl has headphones on. She can't hear a thing. It was just like, are you serious? So I run around to the front. I do, you know, I try to look all these other places. The dog starts barking. I'm like, oh crap, just another thing. I run back around the other side of the house. And the girl is letting in the dog because that's the thing that she heard. That's the thing that got her attention. And I'm like, oh my God, thanks. And it was like the first time and maybe the only time I've ever been happy to have a dog that was barking at something. It's like, all right, great, you win. I I won't get mad for you barking anymore. (laughs) 
Oh, and speaking of her wearing headphones, so um, I decided I'm gonna start watching that great show that everybody's talking about, The Walking Dead. And so I uh, I pull out my tablet. The girl's got her tablet on with uh, her headphones on again. And oh, this is um, uh, their version of Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl. And so um, she's got her headphones on. And I'm like, well, I don't need to put my headphones on because I hate unplugging them from my iPod and plugging it in the tablet. You know, it's just like... And so um, I was just like, okay, I'll, I'll just watch The Walking Dead. It'll be fine. And sure enough, like, they come to their first zombie. They put a bullet in his head, and the girl is like, like, whoa, like, turns around. And is like, what are you watching? Like, as if she was a zombie in the show. You know how the zombies are, like, just shuffling around, and they hear a gunshot, and they're like, Rrr. Uh, and so, uh, and then they start coming towards it. It was exactly the same. It was like, oh, no, 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 no. So then she's like, what are you watching? And I have to like, like, you know, I'm, I'm trying feverishly to like turn it off or all this, you know, just maybe get fast forward to a part where there's no, you know, decaying flesh. I have a, a, a co-worker and, uh, you know, uh, appears to be, I mean, I didn't ask her about it, but she appears to be Muslim uh, and, uh, you know, she does the, the head wrap and, you know, long sleeves, the whole thing. And, you know, I'm like, okay, that's great. That's your thing. Go for it. I'm assuming, I don't know for sure, but I think the reason why this whole thing goes on is to sort of, you know, make men less horny. I kissed a girl and I liked it. The taste of her. And, uh, boy, if that doesn't make men more horny, I don't know what will. Uh, but she is supposed to make men less horny, and yet she's wearing a ton of makeup. Like, way too much makeup. And I'm like, okay. Now look, if the goal of this was to make men less horny, A, you're going the wrong way with the makeup. Second of all, if this is God or whatever you call it's plan for people to, uh, you know, how they should conduct themselves to make men less horny. Like again, this is the same thing that happens all the time with the loopholes, right? Like. Well, uh, the book that I believe in says I should only cover my head, but it doesn't say anything about, like, making dudes horny in other ways. It's just like, do you, what are you doing? Like, why are you even bothering, right? Like, nobody's going to judge you one way or the other if you want to, you know, be devout or not. But what, what's with the loopholes? I mean, why, what do we... What would you, you, you think that afterlife is, like, uh, such an easy thing to be like, well, you know, St. Peter, 
Right, yes, because that's that's what all good Muslims believe in are Catholic saints. Anyway, this is this is stuff that you've heard a million times. Uh, you know, Catholics having butt sex to say they're still virgins. You know, same old thing. I just thought it was weird. So this is, uh, of course, the Cardigan's Love Fool, which sounds kind of similar to the original, but it's still a great song. So lately, and you know, I, one of those things that I always try to do is like artificially inject a thing into a thing, like a turducken. No, uh, to pretend that the thing's correlation in my life is actually real. I know this didn't make any sense, but uh, for instance, like, you know, you could be just like at the grocery store and you're like, hey, what's all this smurf and smurf and smurf? And then they're like, wow, you say smurf a lot. And then I'd be like, shut up. It's, um, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a thing, man. Like smurfs are coming back. I tell you, uh, you can't walk 10 feet without hearing the word smurf. And they're like, uh, no, no, I'm pretty sure that's just you screaming in the frozen food aisle, smurf and smurf and smurf. And I honestly don't have a goddamn idea. What do you mean? Because you point at the lima beans and you say smurf and you point at, at the string beans and you say smurf. What is it? Just beans or smurf or all things or, or is it just frozen items or smurf? Come on, dude. You can't say that everyone's saying smurf. Smurf? Smurf. So uh, I have this thing now. My own personal smurf uh, is um, the fact that um, I love using Kenny Rogers, the gambler, as life philosophy. Uh, and the, just the, just the chorus of the song, right? Not the, not the whole song. I don't look at my life as a warm summer's evening on a train bound for nowhere. Um, but, uh, I did take, uh, uh, his last swallow though. I did do that. But, and that's always, that's kind of rude though. I've tried, I'm trying not to do that as much, but, um, what I'm really talking about is the chorus of the song. You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. No one to walk away, no one to run. You never count your money while you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Now, let's break this down. Um, you know, there is always a time to leave, right? Like, you stay too long at anything and it's going to go bad. Uh, not bad in like the Breaking Bad sense of the thing. I don't imagine, you know, you stay too long in a PTA meeting, you're going to turn into a meth dealer. But if you were going to turn into a meth dealer anywhere, it probably would be at a PTA meeting. But um, if, you know, anything is just has a natural ending to it. And we've discussed this before. So just, you know, just know when it's time to go. All right. Now, know when to walk away, know when to run. Like... That's another important thing. Like if stuff goes real bad, just go, run, get out. And uh, I, you know, a lot of this stuff. I think, I think when we got the kid, I think that's when my life philosophy really embraced uh, the Kenny Rogersism of me all. Of uh, you know, this idea of like these moments, these little bits you have to do things 
are so small. So like, if you're trying to get the girl into the car and you know, she does finally get into her car seat, like don't continue to dick around with other things. Like that's your moment, that's your window. That's when you run as opposed to walk away. Like that's your chance. So you've got to buckle her in, stop, stop whatever else you're doing and buckle her into that seat. Because as soon as she gets out of that seat, something shiny catches her eye. She's like, ah, I'm moving. You, you're screwed. Because then she's gonna start screaming, and then you gotta get her back into the thing, and it's just, it's just fat pain in the ass. You never count your money while you're sitting at the table. Same thing, right? Like, yeah, you get that girl in that car seat. Who cares? Who cares where the shoes are? Who cares where anything is? Del, Delby time enough to like regroup and get everything together you know at some point but now is not that point there'll be time and so yeah so you n never count your money while you're sitting at the table there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done so i hope that uh, you too can start embracing the religion of plastic surgery nope of philosophy that is the Church of Rogers. So the other day, um, me, the fam, the girl, uh, were at the San Jose Historical Museum, and you know, I, you know, it's it's uh, a little tiny recreation of a town uh, of old timey San Jose, and I guess they have various groups that sort of sponsor buildings and they get to put, you know, whatever stuff in it. They're usually, uh, you know, uh, ethnic groups who wish to be properly represented in the history of San Jose. And so we had been there a long time uh, and we were all kind of running out of steam. And I, I, my mom was just like, just to cross it off her list, she's like, okay, there's one building left. We're gonna just duck in there for a second. We'll take a spin and then we're out of here. Okay, mom, fine. So we go in and we're just, we, you know, we did the quick spin or whatever. And then this guy who was like the docent there, like creeps up behind us and he's like, you know, there's more downstairs, right? There's a whole lot more, more downstairs. So, you know, we're nice people, but it was this weird moment where we all wanted to say, no, dude, no, we're done. We're done. We've been here for four hours. We're done. But he's like hovering behind us. And then there was this weird, odd shame moment where we all sort of looked at each other and was like, um, well, I'm standing right here. I just... Alright, I guess we're just gonna go and look around or something. I don't know. But it was weird. And then he followed us down the stairs. And I know in this dude's head, he's being helpful. He's trying to be like, well, if you have any questions, I'll be right here. You know, there's not a lot of other people in here. But just if I have any questions. And, and I'm like, oh, please, sir, just go away so we can leave and be done with you. 
Oh, here's uh, Taylor Swift's Bad Blood. So take a look what you've done. Cause baby, now we got bad, bad blood. Hey, now we got problems. And I don't think we can solve them. You made a really deep cut. And baby, now we got bad blood. Okay, folks. Uh, it's time for me to go to work. So let me just say from me, from the music of Bright Brown and Scott Brady's postmodern jukebox. Let's do this one more time. Till then! <laughs>